Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host. I am super pumped that you are listening. On this episode of Water with Lemon, I'm chatting with Kirby Minnick. Kirby and I work together at a summer camp called Sky Ranch out in East Texas. Kirby is a YouTuber, a motivational speaker, and a student. We are chatting today about the topic of anxiety. This one hits home for both Kirby and I. We have both struggled with seasons of anxiety and panic attacks. We actually had a really cool encounter at Sky Ranch over the topic, so it only seemed fitting that we would talk about it together today. If you struggle with anxiety and feel alone in how you're feeling, Kirby and I can both relate to where you're at, and we hope to speak a little bit of life into you today. Stay fresh, my people. Hey, Kirby! Hey, how's it going? It's going. Been a while, my friend. No, it's been a hot minute. Hot minute. Back to the back to the scranch days. Oh my gosh, TBT to scranch. Mm, love that place. Uh, okay, Kirby. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what life looks like for you these days. Um. So these days, I am just chilling. I'm actually doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I'm a senior now in university, which is crazy to think about, just because it feels like. Two days ago, I was a freshman in high school, and uh, so I'm moving into my senior year. I am working on a lot of cool projects at the moment. I'm partnering up with a friend, and we are working on doing a women's devotional series type thing, so like a week-long one, nothing too fancy, but I'm hoping that can prepare me for just writing more stuff in the future, because I feel like the Lord really has gifted me with communication in more than one area. Definitely. Um, so with that being said, social media, I mean, that's that's my life. So producing that YouTube content, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, but more importantly, the main thing that God has just been doing in my life specifically is bringing me opportunities with public speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool how that happened just because I had been praying like bigger prayers. And I felt like that was kind of laid on my heart, Kirby, like pray a, pray a big prayer. So I was like, okay, God, like, give me more influence. And he was like, no, like, get specific with it. I was like, okay, I want to speak. Like, I've wanted to speak and I've wanted to preach for ever since I gave my life to the Lord. Uh, and he's just making that a reality. And he's really blessing me with even more influence. So, like, I can't really sugarcoat it when I'm on a stage, whereas mm-hmm. I edit. But it's just cool to see that he's been trusting me with more and more opportunities to communicate and uh, to impact people's lives. So that's kind of what I've been up to recently. It's been really, really fruitful. It's been really great. I love that. It's been really cool to see all the things you've been doing. And I love your videos. I was <laughs> telling you about the the things Christians say videos I was watching the other yes. day. I was dying laughing. Yes. So true. All of I them. Know. I'm like, I'm like, let me just write down everything I've ever said in my whole life into a video. <laughs> and it's cool that you can we can make fun of ourselves like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I'm excited for you and what the Lord will do in the future because you got a good thing going. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Kirby and I were like, okay, what should we talk about? You know, I knew I wanted to do an episode with her, and uh, anxiety has been a huge thing in both of our lives, and we actually had a cool kind of encounter at Sky Ranch um, one time about just 
you know, getting to relate. And it was really cool. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I, I was like, okay, what exactly happened? I can't like fully remember. I just remember it being a really cool moment mm-hmm. because that summer I was on leadership and you were in Sky 2. Is that Sky right? Sky 2. Let's go form the swarm. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> our mutual friend, Kara. Kara was in your cabin, right? Wasn't Kara? She, she wasn't in. She was in my cabin, but she was second half. I was first half, uh, and I had Alexis and Courtney and Kendall. Okay, that's right, that's right. So I remember her coming to me, and she's like, Hey, uh, Kirby's struggling right now. I know you have had issues with anxiety, too, so can you just talk to her? And that summer, I had specifically prayed just for the Lord to like give me opportunities to, one, be like, redeemed from some things that I had dealt with, such as, like, anxiety and codependency and things like that, and I got multiple opportunities, you one of them, to Mm -hmm. just say, like, I've been there, and, like, I know how you feel, because it's so different when somebody's trying to help you through something that they can't relate to, right? And so it was a really cool moment where we got to sit, and you were like, Ah, I'm crying, so overwhelmed. <laughs> and I'm like, I totally get it, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so uh, I would like for you, if you could, just to tell us kind of your story of how you came to know Jesus, and then I'd like to jump into anxiety a little bit after that. Yeah, definitely. So I have the full version of my testimony on my YouTube channel, but I'll, I'll condense it just for the sake of time. Uh, but Basically, I grew up in a Christian home, like, question mark, just because we would go on the weekends. Like, my mom would, we would pray every night, and she would, you know, tell me about the Lord. Like, I believed in Jesus and, like, all that stuff, but it was more so religious rather than pursuing a relationship. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, So, kind of grew up going to church. And when I was seven years old, my parents actually got divorced. So that took a toll on me. And I started going to counseling and different things like that. Uh, And I was just trying to learn how to process all of that as a seven-year-old, seven, eight-year-old. But it was cool because uh, around that time, it's, it's just amazing to look back and see how God was at work. Uh, When I was eight years old, my mom was driving and she heard an advertisement on the radio for a summer camp. And she was like, well, they got nothing going on this summer. So she sent my brother and I to Sky Ranch and it was it was amazing. Like, I didn't know that you could have that much fun uh, learning about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just like, okay, let's read our Bibles and like, that's it. But like, it was interactive and it was fun and I got to hear the gospel in a whole new way that I'd never heard before. So um, I would attend that camp. I would go every summer, kind of get on the Christian high, be like, yeah, Jesus, and then come back home two weeks later and be like, okay, like let's get mm. back into the normal swing of things. And it's not that I wasn't affected by it, because I would straight up like go up to my friends and be like, Jesus loves you. And they were like, okay, like that's great. Like I cared about their salvation and things like that, but I... I hadn't fully gotten the revelation of like what Jesus did for me and what it meant for me to surrender my life to him. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I was 10 years old, fast forward two years, uh, that was one of the hardest years of my life just because my dad passed away. He, uh, 
it was it was just hard because my parents were divorced, so I didn't get to see him as much. And then on top of that, when he passed away, uh, that just kind of like sent me spiraling uh, with depression. So I became really depressed. I would I would see like therapists all the time. I would see them already just because of the divorce. And then on top of that, with that happening, I just was not in a good place um, for a 10 year old. Mm. And I just remember being really angry with God and kind of thinking like he was taking it out on me. Like I must have done something wrong because I didn't speak up about like how I was feeling. So like, because I didn't do that, there's consequences. And, like, I don't know. I, I just being a 10 year old, like I was, I put all the blame on myself, which is so insane because there's no way I could have, you know? So it was, it was just a really difficult time in my life, especially with the Lord. And I remember kind of, <laughs> it sounds silly, but I remember being like, okay, God, like, I forgive you. Like, it's fine. I'm just going to put everything in a box and shove it in the corner. And we're just going to pretend like this doesn't matter. And like, we'll be fine. Like, we'll just step on eggshells with our relationship. Mm. So uh, that following year, I went into middle school and middle school was, you know, it's middle school. It's awkward. But uh, in middle school, I started getting bullied by a good friend of mine. And it was more so like passive aggressiveness and com- competition, competitiveness. And I just never felt like I was enough. I had no sense of self-worth by like the end of eighth grade. Uh, and because of that, on top of my depression and everything, uh, I became suicidal and I had lots of suicidal thoughts and just struggled with that literally every night. I would come home, cry myself to sleep literally every night and I felt hopeless. Uh, But the cool part is, is that that summer, that following summer before I entered high school, you know, went to camp again because I went to camp every year. And I I vividly remember this on a Wednesday night, uh, we were worshiping and, you know, I was singing all the same old songs that I had sung before, like, you know how he loves us, like singing all that, (laughs) hands in the air. I'm like, yeah, this is great. And it's like, you know, I, I was in the moment. But it, it something clicked in me, and I was like, Lord, like, like I, I actually entered into the presence of God with worship that time. It wasn't just singing lyrics and, like, thinking, this is great music. But I was like, okay, God, like, I, I need to come into your presence, and, like, I need to talk to you. Like, I need to lay some stuff down. So I kind of just, like, start praying. I'm like, God, like, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I physically can't do this, emotionally can't do this, spiritually. Like, like something needs to change. Mm. And it was, it was crazy because in that moment, it was the only way I can really describe it was it was, like, euphoric what happened. And it was as if, like, he was – his presence was literally in front of me. And he just started speaking to me. And he was like, Kirby, like, what are you doing? That was the first thing I heard him say. And I just remember breaking down in tears. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, God. Like, I'm so broken. And I'm just trying to do everything. And I can't be everything for everyone. And I'm so this and so. And he was like, okay, but like, I love you, Kirby. Like, I'm I'm your good and loving heavenly father. And like, Mm -hmm. I know you. I want to pursue you. And you need to give me your heartache. And you need to give me these things. You need to lay it down and I'm going to take it and I'm going to, I'm going to redeem those things in you. And he just started speaking truth into me as I kept laying different things down. He would just like show me where he was in that moment of my life. And it all began making sense. And 
it was as if he was just like taking down the brick walls that I had built up. And the coolest part of that whole thing is that like I prayed, I was like, Lord, like I want you to take this depression from me. Uh, and in that moment, he gave me just like a spirit of joy. Like I was overcome with joy. I started crying tears of joy, which I've never done in my whole life. Uh, and I was like singing praises, probably speaking in tongues. I was going crazy. Like I was like, I was like this preaching. Like I was like screaming the lyrics. I was jumping. I was dancing. I was going <laughs> nuts. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. I just remember my counselors looking at me and they were like, what's like, happening? Okay? Like, is everything fine? I was like, God is just so good. And I just like started like, like laying truth on them. And then they started crying and then all the campers started crying and then they all started accepting Jesus. And like, I was like, this is amazing. And then we like busted out through the doors. We started running in like through the field. We're like, God is <laughs> and, like everyone was staring at us. Like, are they okay? We're like, yes, like God is just so good. And it was cool. Cause that <laughs> moment I got back to my cabin, I, I remember pulling out my journal and writing down like, this is, this is it. Like from this moment on, like, things are different. Like I'm pursuing Jesus and like, I know that it's going to be different because I'm different. That was a life changing moment for me. That's like when I met Jesus, like all these, all these events led up to that. And I mean, to this day, I'm, I'm pursuing him harder than ever. Uh, and it's just really cool to see what he's redeemed me through and how his timing is so perfect, Mm -hmm. even in the ashes and through the beauty as well. It's so good. I love when people explain their story as having, like, a real encounter with God. Like, it wasn't a sermon. It wasn't this forced, like, hi, you know, do you want to accept Jesus? And you're like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. You know, like, you can't argue with stories like that. Like, no one can tell you, like, oh, no, I don't think so. Like, no one can argue with how you felt in that moment in, like, an encounter with Jesus like that. So I love stories like that. It's just so cool. It was so good. Like, I... Whenever I just think about it, I'm like, that was so surreal. Like, if there's ever a a doubt or if I'm ever like, Lord, like, are you even there? Like, if I'm struggling with anything, he just takes me back to that moment. He's like, I'm there for you. I'm like, dang, God, like, you're right. And it all just comes back to me. So Mm -hmm. that's so cool. Sometimes it's hard. You know, God is not God is not a feeling. Right. So a lot of times we are like, I don't feel you. I don't you know, not the same way as I used to. But Mm -hmm. but yeah, you're right. That's when he takes you back to those moments of like, well, remember what I did here. And just because you don't feel me right now doesn't mean I'm not here. You know, exactly. Exactly. So will you tell us a little bit more about your anxiety specifically and what that's looked like for you? Yeah. So anxiety was never a a real issue with me until I got to college. And that's not just because, oh, I have all these exams and blah, blah, blah. Uh, It was more so because it was the first time in my life I was kind of on my own. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, my parents weren't involved or anything like that, but it was, I was finally away from my household and I was just doing me, focusing on myself, had all this free time. And I think throughout high school, I carried a lot of baggage that uh, I kind of addressed, but I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to give it to the Lord. But coming into college when I had more time to be like, okay, like, I'm, I actually have like time to, to process it and to like think about it and different things like that. Satan really just like started attacking me with those things, unfortunately, just because back in high school, I had to, I had to step up in my household uh, and kind of take on responsibilities that like the 
kid isn't really supposed to step mm-hmm. up and take responsibility for, which is which is difficult because in the moment you're like, okay, I don't want to think about it. Like I'll deal with it later. That's very much me to the point where it builds up and freak out. Yeah. So that, that's what happened. Like four years accumulated over time, and I got to college and I was on my own and I didn't have to really worry about those things. Uh, but kind of like you mentioned, like with codependency, I realized that I was just very codependent on my family and like how they were doing. Mm-hmm. And if they weren't fine, then I wasn't fine. And I wasn't at home to like kind of regulate things and make sure things were okay. And that like started stirring anxiety within me. That was a big part of it just because I didn't know what was happening. I still felt like I needed to like have control, but I didn't have control. So there was a lot of control issues that built up anxiety within me. And, uh, I also got into a relationship my freshman year of college, which wasn't a good idea just because I, I think I jumped into it too quick. And by the end of the relationship, uh, the guy, like he straight up told me like, Hey, like I just don't cherish you. And like, it broke my heart. It legit. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm not trying to talk bad about him cause I know he's dealing with his own stuff probably. But it just it it wrecked me because I was putting a hundred percent into the relationship and I could just tell like the last few like months that we were together he just wasn't putting anything into it and that that caused a lot of anxiety within me because it made me self doubt and compare and put hope into the relationship rather in G- rather than in Jesus uh, and that's that's when <laughs> things hit the fan when you start putting your hope in things that aren't Jesus. So I started putting my hope in just like my abilities and okay, well, I need to try harder and I need to do this. And all of that just accumulated into this giant ball of anxiety that was just inside me running rampant the whole time. And through that, it just, it, I couldn't sleep at night. Like I literally wouldn't sleep. I, I couldn't eat anything just cause like my body was rejecting everything. Cause I was just so paranoid and like shaking and anxious the whole time. I literally would have like anxiety attacks every single day. And I think the worst part was that I was just like really good at not letting people see that. And I think that mm-hmm. that was hard for me just because I am a social media influencer and I have such a big platform and one thing I have struggled with my whole life is uh, perfectionism and people seeing like the good side of me like oh I need to be a role model like I need to tell people like about Jesus and I can't show them my weakness which is like the opposite of the gospel Mm because Christ is glorified in our weakness like come on but uh, it was it was just hard for me because I wanted to keep up that appearance even off screen like with my friends so it was more so behind closed doors that I would just break down uh, but it, it got to a point where uh, during during summer, when <laughs> I had my breakdown, <laughs> of, uh, that I just couldn't handle it anymore. Right before I went to camp, this is something I don't really talk about too much. Uh, just something really traumatic happened in my life, and it brought on a lot of just weight on me, and a lot of like shame was put on me, and it was just stuff that like I I didn't deserve uh, was was put on me and from that it just that was like the cherry on top that just like spurred my anxiety uh and it got to the point where like I would just get triggered by like the smallest things like people like would laugh at something or would say like a little joke about something completely unrelated but my mind would make this correlation or Satan would like speak a lie to me and it was just like boom like panic mode like things aren't okay like 
I'm not okay. It's the end of the world. Like it felt like everything was impending doom. Mm. So it was just really difficult, especially being at camp. But I think that was such a good moment for me <laughs> to break down because I was surrounded by community and I, I like had to be real in that moment. So like when, when I was with you, I mean, I, I don't even remember what I was saying. I was just all over the place. Like everything's not okay. Like my life is in shambles, but, but that's like what it genuinely felt like. Like it just, I just didn't have any hope with my anxiety, unfortunately. And I would, I would bring it to Jesus, but uh, I just, I felt hopeless. Like I would come to him not even expecting help. Because it just got to that point, which is mm. so unfortunate. And again, so opposite of the truth. But I think one really cool thing that came out of that was after you had left, there's this little place at camp where it's like a little prayer thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I went in there and I started praying. And it was so funny because the there's this one event at Sky Ranch called Mission Impossible. And all these little boys came up to me and they're like, are you, are you like a station? I was like, no, I'm having a panic attack. And they're like, what? Like these little 14 year old boys, they're all freaking out because I'm freaking out. I'm like dressed up like a cowgirl because I was working at a roadie. Oh my gosh, it was so extra. And it was cool because I was like praying. I was like, Jesus, like I just need something right now. Like I just need, like I just need to hear like the right words. Because kind of like you said, people would always pour into me they didn't get it. But the the only thing like this guy said to me, I don't even know which counselor it was. I don't even remember who he is. But he just said like, like, you're good. You're good. Like, it's like, you're good. It's fine. Like, you're going to be okay. Like, you're good. And I just remember feeling so much peace in that. Like, just that like, you're good. Like, it's going to be okay. Uh, like, I remember going back to my cabin that night and I was like god like I just I need a word and I'm not the kind of person to like open up my bible to a random page and be like okay god like speak to me cuz like <laughs> doesn't really I, work like that it doesn't really work like especially when you get to Leviticus and you're like ah! <laughs> so, I don't think that was a word <laughs> right so I I flipped open my bible and I just remember landing on Psalms 94:19 and it says when anxiety was great within me your consolation brought me joy and I was just like, dang, I was like, okay, God, like, like, you're here, mm-hmm. like, like, I'm good, because your comfort and your presence is what's going to get me through this. And I just really had to learn how to seek Jesus and seek truth and how to speak truth into my life. And through that, through seeking out God, uh, it reminded me of like my identity, because I'm, I'm his image bearer. So the more that I focus on Christ, the more he reveals like in me, like you're my creation. And Mm. I put these things in you. Like I've put victory in you. Like that's your birthright. You were born into that. Uh, and just, it was, it was a crazy wild ride (laughs) with my anxiety, but through that, it, it taught me about what it looked like to be victorious and how to combat shame and how important vulnerability is Mm because the more vulnerable we are and the more we bring these issues to light the more shame and sin can't have a hold on us like when we when we bring it to the light we're bring we're putting that victory in there uh 
And God just really redeemed me through that by mm-hmm. being vulnerable. Like he taught me how to do that at camp, like with you and with that random counselor and just the people around me. I had to straight up sit them down and be like, I am suffering from anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I'm suffering and nobody knows. And when I came home, I just started telling more people about it. I got involved in Christian counseling and they just gave me the tools and helped me realize uh, where I was placing so much stress on my life mm-hmm. and on myself. And through that, I I gained so much freedom and victory. So it was it was long and it was hard and it was painful and I felt alone. Uh, but the moment that I reached out and became vulnerable and started speaking truth over it and started speaking up about it, uh, the more victory came mm-hmm. out of it. So. It was it was very redeeming and it's super great to see how today whenever like Satan tries to trip me up with anxiety I'm like no like I have the victory mm-hmm. and I don't need to worry about that because first of all everything is meaningless so I don't need to worry about this cuz the only thing with meaning is Christ uh, and second of all like he's in control like God is in control of every circumstance so I don't need to worry about my ability uh, to have control over the situation. Like I just need to trust in God and, and walk in obedience because that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, it's been really redeeming. Mm, I love that. I mean, it's so, it's so interesting how the enemy will just keep telling us to stay quiet about it, yep. not tell anybody. And that's like where anxiety stirs and stirs and stirs. Cause I know in my own life, it's like the when I get to the point where I just keep trying to cover up how I'm actually feeling over and over and over again, it just builds and builds. And then it takes you to that point of panic attack or whatever it is. Right. But I like how you said it's important to be vulnerable and just say, Hey, this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's easier to do that around certain people and, you know, other people who I feel like I have to keep my cool around more, or I don't know as well. I don't feel like I can be like, hey, I'm actually really struggling right now with my anxiety. Like, I just need to leave or whatever it is, you know, one Mm -hmm. of the some of the best advice I've heard, and it's so simple, like, it should be so obvious. But some of the best advice, I think I heard it on a podcast, and I cannot remember where but somebody just said, it's okay to take a minute. Mm-hmm. like if you're it's okay to excuse yourself for a minute and I was like oh, really you know I just had this moment I'm like I yeah. can like yeah I mean if if I did that just once or twice like whenever I start to get to that point like you know that would be a game changer and so I just that was like a huge thing but could you maybe tell us about some of the lies that you were really believing in that season of anxiety yeah I think the top few lies that I struggled with and I allowed to kind of change my mentality was that uh it it was hopeless that this was kind of just like okay Kirby like this is how it's gonna be like you're always going to feel alone you're always going to have to worry about these same struggles and these these same situations from the past like they're going to keep coming back up into your present and in your future so like you like you're just gonna have to deal with it like Mm -hmm. this is how it is uh and and also just a lot of lies of shame that like you're you are this way like you are you are a burden and you are uh to blame and you are this and you are that and it's your fault and you're like just 
so many attacks on my identity and I just accepted it. I said, this must be like what it is. And, and, and like you said, like a lot of it was just Kirby. Like you can't talk about it. Like you're going to ruin your image, like with your followers and you're going to ruin your image with your friends. If you tell them that you're struggling with anxiety, cause you're supposed to have it all together. Cause you had this really awesome come to Jesus moment. Mm. Like you can't, you can't show them that. Uh, so those were some big lies that I believed, but through that, uh, Christ was like, no, like I gave you this platform so I could be glorified in your weakness. Cause I mean, like I said, the moment that you you're vulnerable and like you share those things, uh, Christ can be edified because then he begins the good work in Mm. you. We get to see how his power is uh, transformative and it's not us. It's not about us because we can't do it. We can't do it by our own power. And uh, he, just by going into the word, like I, I knew that I needed that. Uh, and Satan would try and be like, no, like you don't deserve to go into the presence of God because like you're, you like, you know, you're so overwhelmed in this and that, and you're not trusting him. Like I almost, I almost felt like shameful. Like I can't, I can't be in God's presence, uh, which is, I keep saying this. It's so opposite of the gospel because mm-hmm. the whole point of it is that like he made this covenant with us and he, he freed us from bondage and, Satan was just trying to get me stuck into this mentality of slavery, slavery, like, okay, like you're back in bondage. Like, this is just how it is. Like, I know that Jesus like saved you from your sins and everything, but like, but like you can't be in his presence still. Like Mm. it's, it wasn't enough. But the more I thought about that, I'm like, no, like Christ sacrifice, like that wasn't enough. Like that canceled my debt and that canceled the lies and it canceled, uh, everything that separates me from him. So there was just a a lot of lies that I had to realize um, uh, that I was believing about my identity and that I was believing about my circumstance and situation that I had to kind of take a step, step back from uh, and hold it accountable to the word of God. Like, well, what does scripture say about this? And Mm -hmm. the more that I kind of got past the idea of, okay, I don't have to be clean when I come into the presence of God, I can come to him with my mess. Uh, and that's when like, that's when you experience that transformation. So I would just, God said, I was like, I just need to like come before the presence of God. And I don't care if like, he like unleashes his wrath. on me. Like I just can't be away from him anymore. Uh, and he presented me with just grace and with mercy and love and comfort above all things and peace above all things. And it's just crazy how we, we believe the lies of the enemy because they're so, so, so far from the truth, but they just sound so convincing at the moment and at, mm-hmm. at that time. But, uh, I think through just fighting to run to the word, it's, it's empowered me and enabled me to be able to see through the lies. Uh, cause the more that you feed yourself with truth, the more you can deflect those lies. Cause mm-hmm. you can them off the bat. Um, yeah, those were some lies that I was struggling with. But through that, uh, I was able to really fight for truth because I, I just knew that it wasn't these things that I was believing uh, and falling into. I knew that it, it wasn't making me feel good. It wasn't edifying myself. It wasn't bringing glory to God. I, was, I just knew that something wasn't right and I had to fight for truth. Yeah, he's so the enemy is so crafty and deceiving and. You know, he does pick those specific things that he knows we struggle with most, that we uh, 
those specific lies that he knows will fall into and believe. And then he just keeps feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. Um, And so it is so hard to be like, okay, I know truth. This is what I'm going to declare over it. Like, Lord, I need you to come and intervene here. So what, what's, what did that look like for you as far as, you know, when you said, you know, I just knew I needed to be in the presence of the Lord. Like, what did that look like for you? Like, um, were there specific scriptures that you were turning to? Were there a specific song? Like, how, what did that look like for you to just be in the presence of the Lord? Um, what that kind of looked like for me, uh, I... I would run to scripture first and foremost. So kind of before I really like go into the presence of God, I like to, I like to listen to worship music to like set them, set the mood. Set the mood. Know, like, right. Oh, that sounds weird. But, uh, <laughs> to get your heart in the right place. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's cool. Cause worship isn't just about like, let me sing these songs to make myself feel good. You have to get past the mentality of yourself. And that's something that God really taught me with worship is it's not about what you're feeling. It's about glorifying God because of who he is. Like Mm -hmm. I needed to stop focusing on myself because that's what I was doing. Oh, Lord, but I'm this. Oh, Lord, but I'm that. He's like, no, like worship and prayer and like spending time in the word. That's that's glorifying God. That's me laying those things down before him so he can receive the glory. And through that, he, he fills me up like he knows what I need. Uh, so the more that I focus on him, the more that, um, he just spends time pursuing me, which is like so crazy, such a beautiful exchange, Mm. but, uh, different songs that I, I wrote a couple down that I really enjoyed, uh, and really listened to, or still listen to if I ever feel anxious at all, uh, have it all by Brian Johnson. It's a really Mm. good song. Uh, King's Kaleidoscope has a song called a prayer, and I don't know if many people know it, but it starts out, and it's it's amazing because the lead singer, he's singing from, like, what he wrote in his journal, kind of like, God, like, where are you? Like, Jesus, are you even here? Uh, and it, like, just breaks into, like, this beautiful praise and worship at the end. So it's just, like, a very real and raw song. And I love when worship isn't, like, sugarcoating it, especially, like, when I'm in that place where I'm like, God, like, I feel very very low and it feels very dark and it feels very deep like I don't want to just be like God like you're good like Jesus is great like I want to be like Lord like I'm struggling but like you're fighting for Mm -hmm. me like that's the truth that I needed to declare like in those times so a prayer by King's Kaleidoscope um and tremble by mosaic worship such a a classic so Mm -hmm. good but those are just like three songs of the many that I listen to but I would just like focus on those lyrics and really pray them uh, and focus on the truth that they hold. Like, yes, God, like you are good uh, and different things like that. And uh, going into that, I mean, I would just read scripture. I would I would find I would locate different scriptures that specifically talked about it, uh, about anxiety or about uh, just wrestling with thoughts or feeling overwhelmed. And a lot of that was like in the Psalms. But one One specific book of the Bible that I've enjoyed was Ecclesiastes. Mm. A lot of people don't really don't really think about that, but I felt like God was putting it on my heart, and I was like, "Okay, God, let me read it." And I mean, the opening line is meaningless, meaningless. Everything's meaningless, and that can be a little (laughs) existential. Like you might be like, "Okay, like everything in the world is meaningless," (laughs) but it's also 
very freeing to think that like the things of this world like they're gonna fade Mm -hmm. like it's it's okay like you don't need to stress about these things you don't need to worry about wealth you don't need to worry about um ultimately just like what your job is going to be and what the future like you don't need to worry about those things because the only thing with meaning that you need to pursue above all else is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like that is the thing that has meaning. That is the relationship and the foundation that brings us life. Uh, so I, I went into it with that mindset, like, okay, Lord, like everything is meaningless. Like that is so freeing that these things that are consuming me, they have no weight to them. Like that I don't need to worry about those things because you have all authority. Like you're going to take care of it. Mm. And I was created to to worship you and have reverence for you. So that's what I need to be pursuing. So that that book gave me a really good wake up call. My roommate, on the other hand, when she read it, she was like, this is so existential. But through (laughs) prayer, she was like, wow, like this is a very powerful book. Um, And I, I really recommend it. Go into the mindset of reading that book with, wow, like everything ultimately is meaningless, but it has meaning when Christ is in it. So like, I need to put Christ in these areas. Like I need to make room for him in my life and in my heart. So I, I, I read a lot of the word Psalms and Ecclesiastes. And there was another book that I read called, uh, the soul of shame. And mm. it is so good just cause that was something I was dealing with uh, a lot of shame issues and just shame from, uh, like small things, like even with my, my family, I just felt like I was carrying a lot of shame and burden with that. Like I wasn't enough and I had to try harder and blah, blah, blah. And again, attacks on identity. And that book just, it it comes from a perspective of both the like psychological. So it really pinpoints just like the science behind things, Mm. but it also is is a Christian book. So it like shows the truth in like scripture as well. So it helped me understand like, okay, this is like genuinely, like this is genuinely like what's going on with my mentality and mindset, but this is also how Satan is attacking me. Mm. So it, it gave me necessary tools through exploring other people's stories on how I could battle my anxiety and fight against it and give that battle to the Lord as well. So those were some songs and some some books and scripture and just a book in general that really helped me combat those thoughts and that mentality. Yeah, those are really good ones. Uh, uh, especially I love those songs. I've never read that book, so I really want to read it. Mm-hmm. One that this is like something so practical, and I don't remember who told me about it, but it's just called the Anxiety and Phobia Workbook. And it's uh-huh. like this huge book, and it just kind of like walks you through like, what anxiety is and the different types of anxiety and kind of like brings you to the root of like where it's coming from. So, um, and I still have it and sometimes still like turn back to certain things. Um, but that was really helpful. Like when my anxiety, like you, it was like the very beginning of college was Mm -hmm. just like really, really strong. And so that's another good one. Um, okay. So Kirby, what, would you say maybe to the girl or the 20 something that is really struggling with anxiety? Um, if I could speak like one truth over someone dealing with anxiety is that you have the victory. Like you already have the victory. And that took a lot of time for me to understand because again, I was living in a mentality of, okay, well, I guess I'm just back in bondage. I guess I'm just back chained down to this and there is no hope and blah, blah, blah. 
after having my come to Jesus moment, you know, I, it was, it was crazy to me that I was, I felt this separation, but the truth was, was that I, I was a child of God and I already had the victory. I had authority. Um, I just, I just didn't realize that because I was, I was so focused on the lies and I was so focused on my anxiety and not focused on truth and not focused on Jesus. So the moment that I, I understood that, okay, Jesus like bought my freedom for me. Like Satan, Satan doesn't have authority over me. Satan doesn't deserve like where, like where do you go off kind of deal? Like I'm, I'm a child of God and you're coming for me with like these thoughts. Like the moment I realized like my, my status in the kingdom as a princess I just began to be filled with confidence and started fighting uh, with with more uh, effort, I guess, against those attacks and mm. really just posted up with truth. Because scripture says that when we when we fight against like Satan with truth, he has to flee. Like mm. when we resist with that truth, he has to flee. And that's because there's no substance to the lies that he has. So the moment I began really diving into scripture and pulling out that truth and memorizing it and throwing it back at him whenever he tried to attack me with those thoughts, uh, the more I saw victory in that just because I was walking in it, I was living in it. I was proclaiming that truth. I was believing it. And the more that I just soaked my mind in that, the more, uh, it became real to me, Mm. the more I believed it because I don't know. The gospel is just like so transformative like that. But yeah, if if I had to say one thing, the truth is that you you already have overcome because Jesus overcame. Mm-hmm. Like he bought he bought your freedom and he bought uh, that victory for you. And it is it is yours to take. It is yours to grasp. And you can walk in it. You can walk in freedom today. But you can't give authority and dominion over to the lies. Uh, you have to fight against it and you have to throw truth at it and and believe in who God says you are because the moment you start walking in that and in that victory uh you're gonna overcome that situation Mm -hmm. you were made to overcome that is that is your birthright you were born into victory because Jesus bought it for you uh so yeah get to know your true identity and you won't be able to be shaken by those attacks of the enemy in any situation not just anxiety but but for me specifically it was anxiety Mm, preach it sister yes Preach, preach. <laughs> okay, Curbs, this is a question that I ask every guest. It is, okay. what is refreshing you these days? What is refreshing me these days is waking up early and enjoying some really good smoothies. I'm definitely Ooh. a sleep-in kind of person. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a night owl. I just stay up late. I also have insomnia. So, like, that's also why I'm a night owl. <laughs> it's like four in the morning. I'm like, I can't sleep. This is great. But <laughs> Oh, gosh. Not really. I take melatonin. Everything's fine now. But <laughs> I, like, I like waking up early. And I just feel more productive when I wake up early. I get up, you know, make my bed, make my morning smoothie. I just play some worship music. And I just enjoy my morning. Like, like that pumped. Yeah. Like, tell me back. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> I got this day. day. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Not the stuff that's gonna put me back to sleep, you know. Like Hillsong's great. They have like their their lit worship, and then they have like their whoa, like Hillsong Young and Free. That's your lit. 
Exactly. I, I get up. I'm feeling young and free. I'm drinking my smoothies because I get that fresh fruit from Trader Joe's. Hashtag mm. organic. Hashtag affordable. Uh, so that's one thing that's bringing me a lot of joy uh, in the morning and just refreshes me, uh, especially during the summer because it is hot in Texas. Mm. But another thing, chilling by the pool with my friends on a hot summer day. That is always, that's the nicest feeling. Mm. I love I love sitting in the pool with my friends. It is so fun. Agreed. Uh, yes. And lastly, one thing that's just been bringing me a lot of life is the different things that I'm just pursuing right now. It's it's a lot of work uh, to, you know, put up videos and to be working on the little Debo project that I'm working on with my friends. Uh, and that can, that can be draining. But at the same time, when I step back and I realize, like, everything that I'm doing and everyone I'm pouring into... Uh, long term, especially when I live stream on Instagram and I'm just like talking with everyone, uh, that just that really fills me up and refreshes me because mm-hmm. whenever you talk about the Lord, it's a refreshing conversation. No matter if it's three in the afternoon or three in the morning, like mm-hmm. you can be deadbeat tired, but when you start talking about Jesus, like it just it just fills you up. Mm-hmm. So that's been really refreshing, just really pursuing that this summer in a new way. I love that. Those are some good ones, man. I know. When you're by the pool, it's like, I feel like I'm in a whole other world. I get to pretend like I'm... Like, I'm shark heavens. I'm fabulous. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what goes through your head when you're in the pool? Fabulous? (laughs) Yes. I'm like, okay. Just like with my big sunglasses on, my pink piano in the pool, you know? (laughs) People bringing you drinks. Right? I'm like, I love water. That's the only thing I drink. I need good skin, so I drink water. There you go. That fancy. Because you're fabulous. Yeah. No, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <sighs> okay, well, it's been so fun, Kirby. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was super nice of you. Oh, what a joy. What a pleasure, my friend. What a joy. Oh man, I loved chatting with Kirby today. If you enjoyed our chat, please head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review. You can follow us both on Instagram and then go to Kirby's YouTube channel to see her super fun videos and subscribe to her channel. The link to her full testimony is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and stay fresh, my people.